Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another Sticks and Bones episode with Chelsea and 10. We are rounding out October. I'm kind of sad that we're going to be moving away from the Halloween Samhain content. I'm really sad, um, but I also like weirdly feel like we've been in the Halloween Samhain category since, I don't know, July. Well, this is true because we launched products in August for Samhain. Oh shit, we did. We did. So truly, which I'm not mad about. Like, let me be completely honest. I'm not mad about it. What? It's been 84 years. So we're we're just kind of getting over it now. And you know where your spooky ghost hosts, but it's it's you know, I'm kind of I'm kind of over it. <laughs> yeah, like we're still still be talking about death, still oh, be talking yeah. about ghosts and all that fun stuff. But you know, I think all good things must come to a close. And I'm happy to, you know, usher into a new chapter of falling leaves. Same. And then you will. <laughs> I am ready. And I love, I love Halloween. Like I'm still doing some like fun Halloween activities, but man, I am, I'm done with it in the shop. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I'm over it. (laughs) (laughs) The sense, man, the sense. Okay. Well, this is really funny because Ted and I were talking about this last week as we're working on Yule. Yes. Yule. We posted sneak previews. If you haven't seen it already, check out our Instagram at evoking the shop. And it's also on evoking the shops, TikTok. but are you all okay? Because the <laughs> Hex Girls, <laughs> the Hex Girls' return to sender, Baneful Roller, was the number one seller in the store. Like we couldn't keep it in stock fast enough. Like we were mass producing this shit. Oh, the amount of like rollers that we were literally having to buy every single week. We should have taken out stock in rollers. Like truly. Listen. The scent on that roller is cranberry woods. And you can even ask 10. I had to make a few like the other day. I had a visceral reaction to the scent where I was like, but I can't make this roller anymore. It That scent bottle looks like it has seen wartime. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that thing has had to deal with, but cranberry woods, thank you for your service. We thank will you retire so you with full military honors. But to the general population- are you all okay? No, seriously, because everyone has been telling us the stories of the Hex Girls roller, which pour one out for her because she was an icon this Sawin season. And no, we're not bringing it back to the store. We're, we have another one for Yule that's a little bit different. Um, she will be back next year with a different scent because I'm never <laughs> ordering that scent again. <laughs> Ever again, Ten. Like, I swear, we're never ordering that scent again. Ever. But everyone's been telling us like the the really funny stories about their use with the Hex Girls roller and like what's happened to people where they've used it. It does like a a little bit of a spicy return to sender. So if someone gives you like the evil eye or any negative energy, it sends it back. And a lot of people have been telling us it's their friends. They're like this one girl in my friend group. And I'm like, you know, y'all need to get better friends if you have to wear the Hex Girls roller in their presence. Like shit, man. Like I'll wear it like family and stuff but like get better friends like Like, i'm wearing it to ten's house (laughs) yeah like shit man are y'all okay i know so we just wanted to roast our customers for a little bit because it is really funny um but you know maybe it also is a truth roller because it's like if you have to you know what it can be seen as that because if there's someone in your presence where it returns back to them and it's your friend you know maybe you need to reevaluate that you know see what's going on there exactly you know take out those binoculars like truly look around because every time 
like we had some people like order like multiple at a time and like to that again I ask are you well like we would look at each other like is everything okay yeah <laughs> this person do we need to send you a baneful spell jar is everything okay over there no I do know and we're just joking with you by the way like we really do appreciate all the support I know a lot of people ordered it because it was seasonal and they like wanted to keep it forever but um I get it when you just want to send the evil eye back but man oh, yeah on friends I leave I, I leave you with this question why are you friends with them exactly family I can get yeah family because... you can't really change sometimes it's like a hostage situation like you're just there right sometimes nana at thanksgiving gets a little rowdy and racist and you need to perform a return to sender on nana knock if you buck i get it (laughs) i get it or you just drop the bird at the dinner table and continue eating like truly like you do you right but not with your own friends not if it's your friends like (laughs) maybe take becky out back and be like what's good beck yeah, maybe have an actual physical conversation with Becky. Why are you giving me the evil eye, Becky? Huh? Yeah, let's talk it out. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, but no, it was really funny. So um, the Sawin line is ended. We have very few products in the store where they will not be returning till next year. So thank you again. Pour one out for the Hex Girls. She did her duty to the school. And she, she truly did. carried the shop on her back. She did. She really said, everyone needs a Hex Girls roller. So <laughs> We appreciate you, but enough roasting of our clients and customers. <laughs> Let's roast ourselves. What did you do this weekend, Hen? How was your new moon? My weekend was good. I got to see Chelsea this weekend. We went pumpkin picking. I was like, you did? I totally <laughs> forgot what we did this weekend. You're like, where am I? We did? Did I have fun? <laughs> was I there? We went pumpkin picking. Um got so many pumpkins that kevin wheeled in a wagon had a lot of fun we're rolling around the pumpkin patch 10 was actually like ripping them off the vine and like almost tripped and died 15 times i'm like are you okay and she was like i have to get them off the vine and i was like all right man i'm just gonna pick these two right up front that someone pulled out for me they look great kev was just walking around like this is the one i chose (laughs) he we made him carry the wheelbarrow oh yeah he had all the pumpkins he was truly the pumpkin king he but. was pumpkin king, but you know what? He was very lucky. He was with two witches in the pumpkin patch, and we picked the best pumpkins. We did. You know what? <laughs> it's always funny because I don't know if any of the listeners out there, like as a kid, like when you had stuffed animals, like you would physically feel guilty if you did not play with all of your animals, toys, everything, and then like you you had to make sure they all had equal playtime. <laughs> so I'm walking through the pumpkin patch, and I'm like, Chelsea, what happens if? They don't make it for Halloween. Like, I don't know. I truly wonder what do they do with the pumpkins that don't I want to take them home. You all made it. Congratulations. You all grew into great pumpkins. Now, what do we do with them? Exactly. I don't know. Maybe someone can tell us. Maybe we'll Google it after this episode. I don't know what they but do. It was, it was a fun time. We got ice cream was the best ice cream I think I've ever had. Oh, it was so good. It had like this homemade creamery and dairy cows like actual dairy cows they take care of there were only a few it was really cute and we had the best freaking ice cream it was the best chelsea's ice cream was truly like fall in a cup i should have gotten a barrel of it and yeah other than that it's been uh finishing up a chapter on my dissertation because your girl is trying to graduate this spring so right i get it Ugh, just trying to trying to become a doctor, not a real doctor. I'm the one that you ask 
if you need something identified from 5,000 years ago. I can't help in an emergency. Doing the Lord's work. <laughs> Is there a doctor? Yes. Contact me in 2,000 years so I can study your body. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Should make business cards. Um, How was that- your weekend? My weekend was good. Like I said, I, we went pumpkin picking. Um, I'm pretty tired from the new moon ritual. So for those of you that joined us on our live where we channeled for two and a half hours, two and a half this time, um, I died. And then I had to do a new moon ritual after. And, you know, I prepare for this all day long. I knew this was going to happen to me. I didn't even (laughs) move yesterday. I was like on the couch with my water and I was like, I will not move. I'm eating healthy food because I have a long night ahead of me. So, um, you know, we did a ritual and we're going to talk about lunar deities, um, and lunar magic today and new moon and full moon magic. I, we wanted to do something like light and fun and, you know, very easy that anybody can do, um, a little bit of witchcraft and some Samhain superstitions, but we did a ritual with Hakate last night. And if you work with her, she prefers to work at night. So, um, I had to do the new moon ritual after the readings because it was not dark enough for the dark goddess. (laughs) (laughs) She needs full darkness. Yeah. It also was her Depnon yesterday. So maybe we will talk about that too. When we get to the lunar divinity part of this episode, just chat about some lunar deities, mm-hmm. probably mostly the Greco Roman ones. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely can talk about Hecate's Depnon. If you do worship her or are interested in it, it is something I highly recommend you celebrate. So yeah, that was about it. That was about it for me. But um, anyway, before we start going into like lunar deities and things like that. Um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about witchcraft because, you know, we see a lot of misinformation all the time on the internet, especially about witchcraft. And, um, you know, you see it all the time on TikTok, like, you know, people have no idea what they're saying and that's fine. Like anyone can get a camera and record, right. Anyone can start a podcast and record. Anyone can say anything on the internet and record. And like some people take it as fact, um, mm-hmm. this is why we always say double check everything you're doing. Yes. Resources. Like also, I know a lot of you, um, look up to us for resources. We also don't know everything. Yeah. <laughs> we are still learning <laughs> girls. We tell you about our mistakes on this podcast. Absolutely. I mean the whole trickster episode. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> imposter Hakata and imposter Freya making their rounds. <laughs> really got me. But one thing I just want to say is, you know, there's always going to be misinformation around witchcraft. Like TikTok is not the first time where we've seen misinformation. And I'm sure 10 can speak about misinformation in archaeology, like arguments over what's right and what's yeah. wrong. There's oh, always going to be misinformation in this world. And if it's not TikTok, it's going to be Tumblr, right? A lot of this started on Tumblr. And if it's not Tumblr, it's going to be a blog somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So you know, just do your due diligence and remember that it is not an aesthetic to do witchcraft. It is, I know some people make it seem like that. Like we even told you, we use show altars. I don't even show you the actual altar that I work on. Um, Oh no, no, (laughs) no. So, you know, it's not an aesthetic and you could practice as little or as much as you want. It is not a religion. It is a practice. Um, so, you know, just remember that it is not for the aesthetic because witchcraft can get you in some serious shit it 100% can and on the topic of you know misinformation like that's that's kind of why you know we really wanted to start this in the first place this podcast in general was to kind of be like hey let's kind of take some case studies and dive into it um and I think it really you know it Chelsea and I will often come across it and it will stand out because it's like it's so e like 
I don't know. People will just say anything. People think that they can just say anything because it's the internet and something on the internet will back them up. And it's absolutely wild. And if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not, you know, on TikTok or Instagram, it's on Facebook, you know? For sure. And um, the people that are actually teaching and practicing are the ones that are going to have the knowledge. And I know a lot of you look up to us for knowledge on death work and death witchcraft. And I hate to say it, we only know what we practice. There is many different ways to practice death work and death witchcraft. So while we do speak of our own personal experiences to the extent that we can, um, you know, we are not a teacher for everybody because I'm just sharing bits and pieces bits and pieces of a practice that I do. You don't even see the full thing. You don't see tens full practice. So, you know, yeah. just be careful and don't feel like you have to emulate what we do. Um, I know we inspire a lot of you, but it doesn't mean what we do is a hundred percent the written word for death, witchcraft or death practicing. It's not, it's our practice. Absolutely. And like Chelsea and I joke all the time, like we have like been you know, in the past made fun of because of how like similar we do things and whatever the Mary Kate and Ashley. Um, but we may have kind of like a similar path, one could say, but our practices are vastly different. Oh yeah, like, we've said that. Oh god, yeah. Like Chelsea will be using um a rosary with Archangel Michael and I'm doing a queso cheese jar spell. Like one of these is not like the other. Like <laughs> No, I'm not doing a queso cheese, cheese jar spell. You never get me to do that. <laughs> well, that but also too, like, um, I've personally been mocked because people think that I do it for the aesthetic. Like I've been called an edgy baddie. People think I'm doing it to be edgy. And it's like, what are you saying? Like, I actually know what I'm talking about when it comes to the stuff. That's how, you know, people are actually practicing. And, um, you know, people are always going to have something to say. That's besides the point, you know, Ted and I have been called every name in the book. It's really crazy, but I get this question a lot from our clients that I've had, or even when I'm on lives, it's like, how do you know what to do? And the best thing I could ever tell you is do as much research as you can, mm -hmm. but you're not going to actually know until you start practicing. Like we say it all the time. How do Ten and I know what to do? Because we actually are practicing this type of work. That's why I'm able to sit here and teach you because I've been doing death work for years. You know, I've been doing yep. it for a long time. I can only share so much, but it's like, you're not going to know until you actually dive into your own practice and formulate your own beliefs, not mm -hmm. mine, not tens, not somebody else you see on the internet, your own practice. And that is really important. And it's also very hard. It's very, very hard because you have to like, in a sense, carve out your own path. Um, but I think a lot of that can kind of get lost because you think that everybody has the same path. We don't everybody's is different. It's not a race. It's not a competition. Mm -hmm. Um, look around to see what else everybody else is doing, but at the end of the day, it's yours. So why would you want it to be anything else? But yours? yeah, why would you want to be somebody else's practice? Right. And I see it a lot. Um, it's okay to be inspired by somebody else and like what they do, um, and do some of similar things, but it's really like the whole point of witchcraft is to find what works for you. It's all about finding what you like to do and how you want to practice. So Absolutely. I know some of us want like a written handbook and there are actual traditional witchcraft practices. You can go by someone else's grimoire. You know, you got to find what type of witch you want to be. And that's okay. If you're not in like a certain box. Yeah. Try you, it all out. Yeah. As that's long as you practice. Yeah. Right. And I think people forget that. So there's not, and there's a lot of people that like to police people. It's like, no, no, no. Witchcraft is your own practice. That's why a lot of us find it. So I just wanted to address that because I've been getting a lot of questions lately and 
you know, I certainly don't want anyone to feel like they need to emulate anything that we're doing. Like we, we're just doing our own practice and sharing whatever we can. Exactly. And fires you, so be it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if like you like parts of something and other parts, not so much, like you also can decide, I like this. I don't like that aspect, but I do like this. And then continue looking because that's how you're going to learn more about yourself. For sure. And we're not right. (laughs) hundred percent of the time like <laughs> have you been listening to us and all the mistakes we've made <laughs> so like, two mistakes are part of it you're gonna make mistakes mistakes are part of it like that is why we try and re lead with re-education no yelling here um it may sound like we know everything I trust you like I swear to you we don't like, oh god no 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 and if anyone ever tells you they do you run the opposite direction we specialize in certain things and also just because somebody says i've been doing it for x amount or i know this i specialize in this like shit i'm getting my doctorate degree and i don't know everything about my specialty no but why would you there's so much <laughs> to know. yeah so like just go out there and do your best truly Yeah. We just wanted to give some words of encouragement. Go and do your best. Carve your own path. Carve your own way. It does not need to mirror somebody else's. Um, So just wanted to, you know, some new moon thoughts because it is the new moon shadow period on this one we're recording. (laughs) New moon podcast thoughts. And maybe it's a shadow work prompt for some of you. Why do I feel the need to, you know, emulate something I'm not? Is it because I can't find who I am? Right. And that's a hard journey. And it's a hard question. It's like, what do I want to be? And what's, what do I want to do? Yeah. A lot of, and I think that's, you know, probably one of the hardest questions you can ask somebody because so many of you have kind of that, you know, ability to be like, I don't know what I want. I could do a million different things and succeed at them. And, you know, other people are like, nope, I have this one thing. That's all I'm doing. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. You so, just gotta do it. Yeah. Everyone just take a deep breath. We're all going to make it. It's going to be okay. <laughs> There's a lot of panicking on the live last night. How do I know this? How do I know what to do? How do I communicate? What do I do? You're going to learn. Just, just dive in one step at a time. Yeah. You'll learn like everybody else. Don't worry. Anyway, where, where do you want to start after this? Do you want to go to the Samhain superstitions or you want to talk about lunar deities and lunar magic? Oh, let's go into the moon. The moon okay. magic. Well, speaking of the new moon, um, you know, we realized we didn't really do an episode on lunar magic and it's a big part of both of our practices and it's okay mm-hmm. if it's not a part of yours. Maybe you like what we say today and want to try it. I love lunar magic. It's some of my favorites. Oh, I absolutely like it, except when it gets like in the winter months, because then it's dark all the time. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe some sun magic, you know? <laughs> Maybe we need some sunshine. Um, I actually don't really partake in any sun magic, but I've always been fascinated by the moon, like my whole life. And mm-hmm. I am a cancer through and through. So I am a moon girly and Hakate is my matron. So we are the moon in this house. <laughs> we are the nighttime. What is, what is the sun? Hella darkness, my old friend. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's for you too. It's like, we never tiptoe out to do sun magic. Cause we're like, <sighs> we are truly like hissing at the sun, like wearing all black, have a black, um, black umbrella, like Wait, wait, my coffee cup right now says, oh, look, another glorious morning. Makes me sick. That's exactly how I feel when the song's oh, up. look, another glorious morning. Truly. 
interesting. How I open up my window in the morning to the cemetery. <laughs> um, but you know, let's start with talking about the moon phases. So I don't work by all the moon phases. You can easily find this information online. There's different ways to work with the moon phases, ranging from new moon all the way to full moon. So I predominantly work with the new moon and the full moon only, but you can work with the waning, the waxing, the crescent, whatever the moon phases are. Um, <laughs> they all have different properties. And I have that in my grimoire when I first started somewhere. I'm like, I wrote that shit down. I don't, I don't like working with other moon phases. You did that. <laughs> I drew like all the moon phases out and I was like, wow. Dude, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be like that kind of like journal grimoire person. And I realized, oh. nah, it, it ain't me truly. Like there's going to be sauce stains, coffee stains. Yeah, no, my grimoire is a, a terrible mess right now. Our shop grimoire is. <laughs> oh my God. That thing has seen war. <laughs> she she who she needs a vacation <laughs> i think has seen the cranberry wood scent from the hex girls one too many times even she is just like maybe we change this up girls <laughs> oh my god our store grimoire has wax spilt all over it it's so do you know whose wax it is hecate's it's hecate's yeah yeah she does that she likes to i have like like a raspberry wax that has garlic powder in it <laughs> so she did that to me when I was doing a new moon ritual, which I will talk about the new moon and the full moon in a minute. She spilled her wax all over my wall. No. I'm like, why did we have to do this today? Why? <laughs> I'm not going to get my deposit back. Thanks. Still there. I can't get it off right now. I'm like, it's no, <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, we predominantly work with the new moon and the full moon and the new moon is a really great time for releasing, but it's also a great time for manifesting. So some people will argue this point. Yeah. You could do either, or it doesn't matter. Um, I do a lot of releasing on the new moon, depending on what I'm going through. So I will actually sit and like do shadow work. Um, I did a whole road opener ritual for, you know, all of us and our customers that wanted to do one with Hakate. Um, road openers are great. And you can also manifest from the new moon into the full moon. So you can start something on the new moon and grow your spell working until it hits the full moon. So grow your manifestation through the moon phases. Yeah. A lot of people will choose to do that. So that way it starts basically as nothing as the new moon. And then as it grows, so does your manifestation. Some people will do it from the full moon to the new moon and kind of, you know, it depletes one to bring in another um so really you can use it for either way like it's so versatile um there's also a lot to do with water because um the water is often you know tied to the moon phases that's how um, a lot of the tides actually work and the moon will control that so right. we do love that we do love that and um you could also do a lot of reflecting on the new moon that's what i do Oh, 100% because it's almost like you you're looking back like into the darkness so exactly see like you know my chthonic ass is like always reflecting in the darkness like must see the shadows I am the shadow become <laughs> the shadow um so you can also do it for a time of reflection like I also find that pretty peaceful because sometimes in life like things are happening constantly to us especially if you're going through a tower moment or good things are happening it's not always bad um, sometimes we forget to like, take a moment and reflect on like what just happened the past month. So mm -hmm. I personally 
have made it my business to start journaling again on the new moon and actually reflect on the month, you know? I need to start doing that because I'll be straight up. I am one of those goyles who forgets when it's the new moon and the full moon. Like I'll be straight up. Like I, do I love lunar magic? Absolutely. Do I always miss a new moon and a full moon? Absolutely. So you can also do it from different phases, different points in the year, solstices, equinoxes. Um, We're in eclipse season. So like you can do things different ways. Um, And again, you can look up, you know, the differing opinions as to why somebody might believe, oh, the full moon is for manifesting and the new moon is not. Like you can always look those up. People are going to have their different reasons. Yeah. And all depends on how you're taught, you know, like, Mm -hmm. like I work with, I just said, I work predominantly with Hakate and this is how I practice with her, but this is my own practice. So your practice could be completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, but also too, on the new moon to talk about her for a second, it actually is her Depnon. So her Depnon is like this really sacred ritual they used to practice in, um, ancient Greece. And it is a time where you actually would cook for Hakate. You leave an offering to her. Um, she comes in and helps you like close out any like loose ends, um, cleanses like the grossness out of your space. So what I actually do on her Depnon, and you don't have to do this. It's just like a suggestion. I actually clean my whole house and I leave like my Swiffer pad as an offering to her because that's what she wants. And I leave like garlic and eggs and leeks and things like that. So it is a really big time to celebrate, um, Hecate, which, cause the new moon is the darkest lunar cycle at the end of the month. So it's every month that happens. It's every month that happens. Um, it's based on a, uh, ancient Greco-Roman belief and superstition that, you know, as the goddess of, you know, necromancy that, you know, it could lead restless dead into the land and the realm of the living. So not only are you appeasing the goddess, but you're also kind of saying, hey, please don't leave any restless dead and allow right. them to come into my house this month. Um, and it's super interesting since, you know, the Romans had a lot of like superstitions about how to get rid of ghosts and everything so it's no like shock that you know they are leaving everything to Hakate right right absolutely so um like I said as someone who is a death worker and works a lot predominantly with death I always do it because it is a form of protection for myself too Mm -hmm. you know um I don't need any restless dead walking in my house thank you and the veil is thinning this month have a good day (laughs) I have no black beans to spit um, at the ghost and drop behind me. I, <laughs> I, if I am up, uh, up the street, we don't have any milk. what'd you say? I said, we don't have any milk to throw. Like, I don't have anything. I know. I, I don't have two pits for necromancy. <laughs> I don't, I, we just ran out of milk yesterday. I don't even drink milk. Do they take almond milk? <laughs> that is actually a question. Would almond milk work? <laughs> I'm not too sure. You would, I would absolutely think that you could substitute different types of milk because I would assume that you could use cow's milk or goat's milk. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, Greco-Roman belief in necromancy is if you chuck milk at, at ghosts, it actually sends them away. So it is a form of protection. Yes. Only while you're doing necromancy. Yes. Yes. Add yes. Necrom- necromantia. Don't just go outside and start launching like gallons of milk outside. With a super soaker. Like it ain't going to do anything, my guy. <laughs> put the nerf gun down <laughs> Could you imagine? and you know what maybe in november when i teach my kid my students 
necromancy. You know, maybe we'll bring out the necromancy podcast then, and I'll we I'll still tell you haven't how. Haven't done it. We and Chelsea and I can map out the ancient way that you would actually do it because we have step-by-step instructions we that's do. right there's ancient sources on that it's a little weird but everything in ancient times is weird compared to now but i do wonder if you can substitute almond milk i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know we'll have to try it <laughs> start chucking <laughs> almond milk for necromancy um but yeah so hakate's depnon occurs like I just said, on the new moon, darkest lunar cycle. So if you do worship her, work with her, or you're interested and you want to honor the goddess, that is one way to do it. That is, it's also another thing you could do on the new moon. So I was a busy girl yesterday. I had so much, I had Hakate's Defnon. I had to do readings. I had a new moon ritual. I was like reflecting in the morning. I'm like, it's been new moon stuff all day. I've had enough. <laughs> I, I, have enough. <laughs> I might actually greet the sun this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking done. Toasted. <laughs> Um, but okay. So going to the full moon. So the full moon to me, actually, when I first started practicing witchcraft, I love to do big protection workings every month on the full moon. And I actually still do that today. Mm -hmm. Um, when I feel called to obviously, you know, I do them a little bit differently now, but if you're just starting out or, you know, you're like, when is the best time to do a protection working full moon at its peak, best time to do a protection working charge your tarot decks charge your crystals. It's a great time to manifest, right? I manifest on the full moon. I start, you know, talking about things that I want. I also like to do money workings on the full moon because I'm like, it's full. I want my bank account to be full. (laughs) So I want full done. (laughs) Yeah. And like abundance can look in different ways. Like maybe it's like love abundance and love, you know, it doesn't have to be money. I just think of it as abundance in general. Exactly. Because, and then even under the term of love, it could be friendship. It could be family. Right. Romantic and spicy. Sex magic. But done. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the full moon is really versatile. But like I said, there's very differing opinions on this, and people practice differently. There is no one right way, you know, but utilize the power of the moon because it is free. Yeah, it it happens every night. (laughs) It happens all the time. Look into the phases. Like I said, I'm not going to get into the waning, the waxing, all that kind of stuff. The first quarter, I don't practice that way, but. um, I'm lucky if I hit one of the big two a month. I Yeah, right. And don't beat yourself up if you don't do do something every month, because I most certainly don't. Oh, and I mean, like you just brought something up, like look at, like you can tell you know, what kind of phase the moon, the moon is in, not the moose, the moon is in every single night. But if you feel called to it, you can do stuff just under the light of the moon. Yeah, you can. So do that. I mean, turn off all your lights and have some, you know, spicy sex magic time. There you go. I'm, I'm here for it Do do what you want to do. But yeah, the moon is extremely powerful. Um, oh my God, this reminds me, do you remember on TikTok in 2020 when people were like hexing the moon, they were telling people they were hexing the moon. I never understood that. Like, what did the moon do to you? I don't know. And then everyone believed it. Everyone believed it. And they were like, you're going to piss off the goddesses of the moon. We're all going to die. And I was like, everyone needs to calm down. You can't hex the moon. You can't hex the moon. Also, if I was a moon goddess, I think I would absolutely cackle, like biblically chortle. Well, that's what everyone was saying that like Celine is going to come down and rain hellfire upon us. It's like, everyone calm down. I bet Celine's out there laughing because I would be. Yeah. Right. It's like, you know, this is, goes back to my point with the misinformation on the internet, you know, 
there, you know, Zenithris was just something that happened. <laughs> that that was my favorite thing. I absolutely loved it. I knew it was a joke from the beginning. And wow, watching people lose their minds. But this is what's wrong with the internet. It's like, I knew that was a joke. It was a joke. It was a satire account. But people were like threatening the wrath of the gods. And it's like, who are you to be doing that? And also, if you know it's a joke or you know it's fake. Laugh. Have a, have a, have a laugh. And if you're like, this is fake, move on. It like chuckle if you find it funny. If you don't, just move on. Like I thought it was so funny. I did too. Hell like, Zenithris. <laughs> as since I um majored in anthropology in college as well, like watching that unfold as a social experiment, priceless. Truly, please, if That's you can what it was. take an anthropology class, like please, people. Also, it was a bunch of chaos practitioners that got together to think of this idea, if I'm correct, on Xenothris. And it actually, they actually harnessed some energy from it. And like Xenothris is now its own egregore. So, oh, it's absolutely wild. It's like, yeah, that's how stuff works. Like, that's how chaos magic works, my friends. It was really cool. That is the power jars. Of- Let's go. No, whoever did that truly genius because I love a good witchcraft experiment, especially on the internet. And it's like, people were getting so upset over this, literally sick. And I was like, everyone needs, this is how you know you need to break from the internet. It was a joke. Yes. Texting and on the moon was a joke too, everybody. There were, were two camps. Serious. Yeah. You either were like, bravo, hail Xenothrust, or you were in the pitchforks and- torches being like nah back off yeah and if you don't know what we're talking about go look it up on tiktok it's really funny it's hysterical Um, and look now we're talking about on our podcast it's hysterical excellent like bravo shout out to those practitioners it was so funny it happened a while ago um but yeah it it did give me a good a good laugh especially like you know going back to when people were claiming to hex the moon and you know it's everyone just calm down all right and i feel like that's kind of like been a theme in like like the history of witchcraft, like somebody will just say something crazy and so many people will just run with it. Yeah. And it's like, where is the premise? What's the basis of your, your research here? You know? Yes. <laughs> and so, if you've done your research and you're like, no, nah, this ain't real. That's great. Move on. <laughs> exactly. People were taking it way too seriously. Yeah. Um, but we did have to reminisce on the hexing of the moon that happened in 2020. You know, that's when like, I feel like witchcraft was at, was at its peak on the internet is because everyone was home and bored. That's why I say it's not an aesthetic, um, you know, because people were getting into it and they were like, nah, I'm going to hex the moon. I'm hexing Hecate. Yeah. Good luck with that. Have fun. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> I'll pour one out for you next new moon. <laughs> you in Hades. But anyway, speaking of which, shall we move on to lunar divinities? Because this is one of my favorite topics. I love lunar deities. They're some of the most fun to work with. And I like everything about lunar magic. So, yeah. And it's really interesting because when you go back into different types of mythologies, you get personifications of inanimate objects, the ocean, the moon, the earth, that kind of stuff. So it would make sense that there's a god or a goddess for that, depending on, you know, what it is. But later on, we also see, um, as you know, civilizations continue and people are needing, you know, explanations for the world around them, they turn to mythology and then you find other gods and goddesses becoming more and more associated with other types of 
objects. So right. for instance, Hecate is the goddess of witchcraft. She would later down the line have ties to lunar cycles. Can can I ask you something though? Because this is something I struggle with with Hecate. Is the witchcraft thing more modern? Because no. They were practicing quote unquote witchcraft, like they called it that. They did because there were actual professionals who were witches. There were also sorcerers. Um, okay. The Magi, who were, you know, travelers um, from the East. Um, so there are witches, and we do have, you know, stories about people going to see a witch. Um, going to see a sorcerer so okay. they are differentiated because I always found that interesting because I know like when we talk about Hecate everyone's always like oh she's the mother of all witches and it's like I sometimes I'm like she's just so much more complex than that like mm-hmm. I think people she- always hold on to the witchcraft aspect but she really is like the goddess of boundaries crossroads torches like some of the most prominent things and it's like I feel like people always want to just label her as a goddess of witchcraft, but she actually has so many different aspects to her. Yeah. So witchcraft is also with her associated with magic. And it was because of her, you know, powers, what she was associated, all of that good stuff. And when people, you know, were doing curse tablets, all of that, they would often invoke her. Mm-hmm. because she's a chthonic divinity but also because of her ties to magic and you know bending you know energy and using stuff to um influence another human fair so that's where that really came from but she is goddess of so many different things yeah she really is um so she, you know just a little psa you know, a lot of people hang on to the goddess of witchcraft thing, which she is, but she also is a goddess of so many other things. So I highly recommend yeah. looking into that. But yeah, Hakate, obviously a lunar deity um, associated with lunar cycles, likes to work very heavily with lunar cycles. But also this one, this one goddess in um, the Hellenic pantheon, Selene, mm-hmm. one of my favorite. I feel like she never gets enough credit. No one ever talks about her. Um, Lady Selene titan greek goddess of the moon yes actual personification of the moon yes it's incredible and i love everything about her i love her imagery i love her vibe like she really just encompasses what the moon is she really does and her and if you look at family trees in greek mythology her and her siblings are fascinating because they each have their own representation in why they are the way that they are so she's always depicted you know calm you know heavily dignified in ancient sculpture and you know depictions she always is usually on her like moon chariot so coming down from the heavens I just I love all of her iconography me too me too it's it's really like when I think of the moon that's what I think of yes I think I think of Celine it's it's crazy like that's what I think about anytime I think of the moon I think of her and like how interesting it is like how Celine has affected you know pop culture in that aspect of how moon goddesses are portrayed um why they are you know looking the way that they are also like seeing the the connections with the goddess Celine and like Sailor Moon is wild as well I was just thinking of that 
because uh, Celine is what Sailor Moon's like past life mom, something like that. Oh, I think it's Queen something, but in like their past oh, life, Queen Serenity, Serenity. Yeah, but I do think they do play a lot on Celine and Sailor Moon. Like I just, they do because what's his face? Her, the guy that she's always with um tuxedo rose yeah but like his past life persona was endymion right who okay. was the mortal lover of Celine and greek mythology yeah i love it and everything about sailor moon is very much a Celine vibe like it just it just yes. really is it really is i love it it's very calming like those beautiful colors like it very is moon magic moon magic yeah i love it and I love her and I love everything about her mythology. So I just had to give her a shout out because if you don't know who she is, I highly recommend you look her up. She's incredible. If you want to worship her, go for it. She is literally the Greek goddess of the moon. So yes. Um, so, uh, you don't, there's not really any um, archaeological evidence for like temples, really. Um, she was mostly worshiped just as like her temple was the sky. Mm-hmm. So, but the Roman goddess is Luna which makes sense. Yes. Um, but Luna does have a temple. Her temple ruins are on Aventine Hill in Rome. They are still there, but she did have a few temples. I love that. Are there any other moon goddesses you want to talk about? I was going to say Artemis also later on becomes associated with the lunar cycle, I believe. Yes. Yes. I believe so too. Um, I think so. Um, and then at the opposite end, when it's the new moon in the dark, darkest part of the month, I often think of Lady Nyx. I do too. And we're really coming this from from the Greco-Roman period, like we said. So there are other moon goddesses out there. These are not the only ones, but you know, we'd be here all day if we were talking about moon goddesses. We'd be here all day. All day, Every, like Pantheon has one. Every culture has some sort of way where they're honoring or worshiping the moon. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, definitely look into it. But yeah, I do think of Lady Nyx a lot when I think of like the darker cycles of the right. Moon. It's almost like the opposites of each other. Like I think of Selene at the full moon, and I think and of then, yes, Nyx at the, at the night. Yeah. Well, the I just said night, but at the darker, <laughs> at the darker, at the darker side, yeah, darker end, yeah, for sure. And I think that's a great way to think of it, honestly. It's like a it's perfect like balance, for sure. Well, I think that's it on lunar magic and lunar deities. You know, we just wanted to talk about it a little bit today because you know we never really touched upon. I know we did a whole episode on Hikate, um, you know, some of her misconceptions, but you know, bringing up Celine for sure, I highly recommend if you want to research her, do it. Um, who doesn't love a moon goddess? You know, we love a good moon. All witches love the moon, even if you don't work with the moon. <laughs> um, but we did want to talk about a little bit of some Samhain superstitions, some like witchy superstitions, because, you know, Samhain is here and we want to keep the superstitions going. A lot of these are really funny. Um, Ten, I think you have those, but one thing I saw on the internet, which I was dying, which I told you before we started recording. Yes. This must be like an old folk superstition. So I saw it on TikTok and this uh, grandmother was talking to her granddaughter, I think, and was like, in order to catch a witch, if you think there's like a witch in your house and they're coming in, you have to put a pair of scissors underneath uh, a cushion of where they're going to sit. 
So then you lead them to the, oh no, if they go to the seat and they sit there, that's how you know that they're a witch and then they won't be able to get up. And I'm like, what? you know, so you kind of lead them to the seat, but if they sit there and they're stuck and they can't get up and they have a hard time, that's how, you know, they practice witchcraft. And I was like, that's fascinating. Also very strange. So maybe we need to have a trial run with that. Like Kevin, Kevin scissors underneath the couch and you and I sit down and see if we get stuck. <laughs> what if we're stuck? Well, I mean, like now I'm thinking back and I'm like, man, like I've struggled getting up before, but I just attributed that to my bad knee. <laughs> like my bad back. Like, oh, I can't get up off the couch. Um, Somebody's putting scissors under my tush. <laughs> but I found the scissor part interesting because in Italian folk practice, scissors are actually a way to repel negative energy and specifically the evil eye. So I'm like, I can see why they might be using a scissors like to repel evil if you're looking at witches in that way. Yeah. Um, but it was a really interesting TikTok. I was like, I'm going to have to try this. Oh my God, right? We're going to have to try it. But, you know, just someone's like folk superstition, not sure where it comes from. Um, also, speaking of folk superstitions, I am obsessed with Appalachia TikTok. Like, I can't stop. I need to know everything about Appalachia and their folk <laughs> superstitions. Right? It's fascinating. I no, I need to. I need to buy a book. It is so spooky and scary. <laughs> but I'm like obsessed with like old Appalachia. I'm like, tell me all the stories. Please tell me. <laughs> Invite me to your campfire and tell me a story. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of different like, you know, superstitions out there. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so what was I going to say? Um, so there's the other one that I've constantly be seeing of like, um, you know, back in the day, people would have witches stairs. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google an image. It's the stairs are uneven. So like one foot goes up and then the other foot goes up on a higher stair. So it's like that. And looking at that, like one, my brain hurts Two, um, even if I like wasn't a practicing witch, my ass would be tumbling down those stairs left and right because yeah. I just have no balance. Like, yes, you, so I actually didn't know what witches stairs were and do you know where this comes from this concept like why do people in and in- i need to look it up really quick um you showed me you were like look it up before we recorded this podcast and i was like i don't think anyone would be able to get up these stairs like this is just a travesty like this is what happens if you have guests over or an elderly person they can't or you're get- drunk right or you're drinking you know i would bash my head in um okay so it started as an urban legend okay interesting because it was just a weird it's a weird staircase and it's like you know you're not only going to be catching a witch you're going to be catching (laughs) my acl that ripped off my knee yeah if i go to your house and you have witches steps i'm just automatically going to punch you in the face i'm not going up the stairs (laughs) you could pay for my medical bill right okay so it was an urban legend i don't think that like originates somewhere it just looks why would you have it in your home I don't know like why and like is it how many staircases do you have is that your main one and like you're really just like out for witches that much like are you okay I don't know that's not how you're gonna catch me you know how you catch me with a (laughs) 
you're gonna catch a lot of people that way just because we can't get up <laughs> you want to catch me a witch you put a sprite underneath a box with a stick <laughs> and watch my nose just come up over the horizon yeah. sniffing it out like a bloodhound you will catch me that's that's how you catch a witch that's how you trap them if you don't need scissors nothing fancy a cold sprite specifically fountain <laughs> oh duh and then as chelsea's underneath the box she'll be like dad i found a sprite and i'll run in and i'm gonna kick out the stick and then you got a two, got for, two one. for one you know maybe maybe you leave an oracle deck there or tarot cards you know i can't resist a tarot deck <laughs> <laughs> maybe you leave like the three of cups or uh maybe the death card or right. something like that right a veil we'll be there <laughs> we'll be there but did you have any other superstitions that you wanted to chat about um superstitions yes so what is your opinion on the superstition of black cats being used for bad luck listen let me tell you something i own a black cat <laughs> and he is the most precious little baby in all the land oh let me tell you this you know why cats are villainized i believe this happened during oh yes medieval medieval times mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong um a lot of women specifically healers and you know those that practice in medicine um had cats around because cats would eat the rats and the mice like oh. they were very good at pest control i don't remember what king it was um but a man outlawed cats and villainized them and said that witches use them so people yes villainized cats and then that is why a lot of illness was spread because rats and mice were running rampant because there were no cats around to maintain the population and some people actually say that is what you know that's how like the plague got started i mean illnesses were spread the black plague black death ever heard of it that was transferred by infected rats exactly so that is why i think there's this story still about cats because um it is an old superstition um and it was a very dumb one that was outlawed by a man saying women were being witches (laughs) when they were just trying to be clean in a very unclean time so (laughs) i couldn't imagine everything must have just smelled back then right and like (laughs) you know cats were eating the pests that were carrying these diseases so you know, I always like when there's a lot of cats around because I'm like, it keeps the, you know, the, um, the rodent population down. It's oh, hundred percent. We have two cats back at my parents' house and they're indoor outdoor. And our building is like the only like group of houses that does not have any pest issues. Right. Because there's cats around because the nutmeg are on patrol. Yeah. <laughs> in new york city i used to work there and the rats man they just are feral they just out at any time of day and they're just rolling around in the subway and it's like there's more rats than people in new york city they have overtaken the city oh, and those rats are the size of cats oh yeah because they're well fed because there's always litter there's always garbage like i don't know how you fix that problem but it always was a fear of mine and when i was in the subway i would see rats all the time like and it's not it's like it's just the city like it's weird but that's my opinion on cats around halloween um also another thought on this when i went to go adopt pluto it's a very false superstition that a lot of people don't adapt adopt black cats like there's barely any to be found really 
Yeah. I was talking to this, um, I adopted him for forgotten cats in Philadelphia. Great, great, by the way, um, adoption place. If you're in like the Pennsylvania area, they're awesome. And I was like, you know, I really want a black cat, but like, you know, I, I know there's probably a lot of them because it's Halloween next weekend. And they were like, actually, no, that's, that's like a long forgotten myth. Like most people actually want black cats. Yes. That has actually turned around. And I know of a few shelters, um, back where I grew up who actually don't let people adopt black cats, um, within a certain time frame. On Halloween. Um, to Halloween yeah, because they are afraid of what people may do with them. Yeah. That makes sense. So. But, um, see forgotten cats. Let me, he was adopted. I think I put the papers in on the weekend of Halloween and I got him like November 16th, but that would make sense. Like I had to go through like a whole process. It was like a really long process to get him. They really vetted the shit out of me. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion on cats for Halloween. Oh, absolutely. And of course, they were always thought to, you know, kind of be demonized in the aspect of being like the familiars of witches. So like they too are partaking in the Dark Lord's magic. Well, Pluto's my familiar. (laughs) (laughs) He's a good boy. He doesn't hurt why. He's just a little demon boy. He's just a little demon. Um, so the next one is do you know the background of jack-o'-lanterns? And what do you think about them? How can you use them? All of that kind of stuff. Man, I feel like I'm being <laughs> I hope you studied everybody for your pop quiz. This is this like an impromptu you. test. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, jack-o'-lanterns. So they, don't they um, originate from Celtic paganism where they were actually turnips and radishes where they were carved their faces? Listen, I'm Celtic. I should know this shit. But actually, um, they adopted. So I don't think pumpkins originated in like the Celtic areas. I think, I think that so came, either. It came, uh, you know, probably came from like England or something. Where I don't know. They've been colonized a lot. Who knows? Probably <laughs> other places. Uh-huh. Pumpkins came into the picture, and they were easier to carve versus turnips. But actually, people that practice traditionally still carve turnips. But I, I haven't. But I know they're hard to carve. I would I would imagine so being like that tough of a root vegetable I want to try but I you know jack-o'-lanterns are really easy but I know they're to ward off any like negative spirits that are roaming around and tricksters during Stalin yeah so in the old tradition it talks about you know you can now use them to help guide lost spirits home oh I'm here for that so like am I putting out like a beacon and it's also protection too because you can also make pumpkin wards oh dude I have so many pumpkin wards up I'm like this is great I would keep this around all year long if I could but my neighbors would probably be like what is she doing over so if anybody's looking for like a fun activity carve in some runes have fun oh dude do all that stuff you should be doing all that absolutely I did that to my jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. I told him do your duty to your house this is a ward now <laughs> I actually think he got hit. He's looking a little soggy. You all right, my guy? <laughs> He's really soggy. Um, so the next one is kind of like, I guess not really a superstition, but it's more like, what do you think about people's fascination with, you know, spiders and spider webs during this time? I don't know. I know spider webs... <laughs> kind of squeezing me spider webs can be used as wards like i actually have um 
like if I see a spider web I outside my house, I don't kill it. I think they're like allies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the fascination is with spiders though around this time. Like, is it just because they're spooky? Like, you know, I think people tend to associate spiders and spider webs with Halloween. And it's like, were they just because they were associated with witches? I'm not sure. Because that's like a weird thing to associate with Halloween, right? Like why do spiders become this Halloween thing? Yeah, it's, it really just, I think, comes from the association um, I'm reading of spiders also being well connected to witches in their practice. And sure. of course, that rumor came about during like the dark ages. But that is actually true. Like, and this is a little bit of like spiritual tips. Spiders are allies. Like I don't mm-hmm. kill spiders in my house. Um, I, some people believe that spiders actually carry knowledge. And if you're under that belief, you can actually do divination with a spider to see, like some people think of them as messengers, like spiritual messengers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't personally abide by that belief. I've never felt called to that, but I know some people practice that way. I see them more as like protectors of homes. Yes. I mean, they also in their own way are pest control because they take care of how many other insects and without them, like we would truly just be overrun by them. Yeah. And like even spiritual protection, like webs can catch energy. Right. Mm -hmm. I think of them as allies and I don't like kill them. I think they're pretty, pretty dope in witchcraft and you can actually save dead bugs to use in your practice, like dead spiders. So some people, I think it's cool. The messenger belief, like maybe I'll try that one day. If I feel called to it, if I see a spider come across me, like maybe there's a message that I need to know, you know? Or yeah. <laughs> right. Oh my God. I, and I'm coming around to spiders, but man, oh man, I, I grew up terrified. Yeah. I am a little bit of, of a spiders. Rock. Yeah. Like I, I do not know how people can have pet spiders. I can't. No, same. It's just not for me. I, I can't do it. it is um, I'm trying to think of any other like superstitions, but I think that's really it. Oh, what is your belief on, you know, um, Halloween is when demons come out and grab your soul. Like you ever see that come out of Christian talk? Holy shit. Are you guys okay? <laughs> Are y'all good? I see that. I did see. Every year. Um, around. I did see that people were complaining that watching Hocus Pocus 2 um the witches in the movie would come for your soul it's like first of all if you're gonna insult the sanderson sisters they have to make a potion that you have to drink yeah for them to suck your life out so if you're gonna go after my girls get the facts correct yeah it's just like this fear mongering and it's just absolutely insane and i'm not i listen i have much respect for people that practice Catholicism, Christianity. But when you start doing shit like this and telling people that their souls are going to be sucked out of them from Halloween. Last year, there was a woman on TikTok saying that, you know, anyone that carves a pumpkin, there's a demon inside of it. I'm like, ma'am, do you know how hard it is to summon a demon? They are not, they are not, they're actually pretty bougie and they are not, they don't want to be in your pumpkins. (laughs) They ain't coming just because you carved a pumpkin. I'll tell you. You need that. a much nicer offering than that. Like, <laughs> and they don't want your kids. They, we, no one wants your fucking kids. All right. We got enough on our plates. <laughs> yeah. Do you think the infernal kings, the rulers of hell, want your kids? No, they don't want your goddamn kids. <laughs> a nice glass of wine, a Chianti, not your kid. <laughs> oh, no, those ones always make me like chuckle because 
people will be like, oh, they're coming out the demons and then they're dressing their kids up as like the devil. It's like, I'm corn fused. I am really confused. But every year this narrative runs rampant on the internet and like Karens all over the world are posting on Facebook. Do not let your kids watch Hocus Pocus. It's fine if you don't believe in witchcraft and you don't want your kids to watch that kind of stuff. They're going to do it anyway. <laughs> so this is how you talk to your kid about witchcraft early. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ted and I said the other day, you think we can get into the book business to write a children's book on witchcraft? Like, that'd be so fun. They will not come for your soul. If you would like to Lucifer. <laughs> if you would like to summon your demon, you're going to have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Draw this small pentagram, a small <laughs> pentagram. <laughs> no, it's truly like as a practitioner, it is so funny. Like people are so afraid and it's like, that is a larger issue at hand. You know what I mean? Like the pumpkins are not taking your kids' souls. Also like, who told you this? Like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? Let's talk it out of, over some candy corn, but like. No, the candy corn too. Demons in it. Corn is demonic. I mean, it tastes demonic. It is rancid. How dare you? You know what? You're one of those people that doesn't like candy corn, right? I don't. It tastes like Crayola wax. How can you say that? Because Why do people hate candy corn? Like I eat it once a year and it's during Halloween and I will buy five bags of it. The amount of candy corn that they have made is all from, I believe, 1970, and they just keep recycling it every single year because nobody likes candy corn. I think you're wrong because I know a lot of people that like candy corn. I think my mother is the only one. Well, now you know someone else because I eat a lot of it. Two. Two I out love, of- <laughs> Oh my God. And the pumpkins are my favorite, but you <sighs> have like one or two of them because then it's like too much. I think I would rather just lick a candle. Go lick your queso spell jar, okay? I think I would lick the wall. (laughs) My concrete out front. This is truly, you know, a question. Do you like candy corn? It's the same people that like, so you don't like peeps, right? Um, So I have a weird thing with marshmallow. Like, (laughs) I don't know why. The texture. So it's like, sometimes I can do it. But peeps are too much. And I think because it's, I don't like the taste because I enjoy marshmallows. Like, is it the sugar on peeps? I can, I, I, I get that. It is because, like, I love a good roasted marshmallow. Like, s'mores fuck me up. Peeps, something is wrong with that sugar. If it was just a yellow marshmallow, I'd be all over that. Right. I get it. I get it. But now you're introducing something else. And my blood pressure is like, no. No, I totally get it. Well, but if you put toothpicks in peeps and put them in the microwave, you can make them fight each other. Don't they explode? They do if they got too hot. Yeah, be careful. PSA, (laughs) PSA. All right. Well, we hope everyone has a great demonic Halloween. (laughs) Don't forget to sign your souls away tonight. Your soul's getting sucked right out of you. Um, We're just kidding, by the way. But we hope you all have an amazing Samhain. Um, We hope you found some really great tips in the lunar magic. Once again, thank you so much for your support. Yule line is coming November 1st, 12 p.m. Eastern time. We have limited amounts of those mystery intuitive stockings. Let me tell you something. These stockings, let me let me give you the rundown really quickly before we go. Mm-hmm. Um, Ten and I put our whole ass into these <laughs> We have like personalized 
thank you cards. We are doing a reading with your stocking. Like we're pulling cards, channeling the items that you need in the store. There's a hundred dollar and a $200 one. We have extra things that are not going to be on the site. We literally have an Oracle deck, one brand of Oracle deck. That's going to be going to some people if they need it. Um, crystals, we made bath salts, um, different types of herb blends that are going to these stockings. So get them all taught because they'd be piping. They be piping. We're so excited. And then everything else for Yule launches on November 8th at 12 PM Eastern time. So we started to do sneak peeks on Instagram. Um, if you don't get, we have different price points. So don't worry if you're like, I can't afford the $200 stuff. We made it. So there's other we stuff. Got you. We have like a $10 ritual candle that we're like launching. Yeah. Got you. Don't worry. So we really wanted to make it inclusive. Um, and you know, it's not about spending the most money. It's about, you know, buying things that you feel like you need and like, and appreciate. So don't, don't worry about the stockings if you can't get to it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's okay. But we hope you have an amazing Salvin and we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Happy Halloween.